0: Hello and welcome to episode 54. I'm your host, mind body coach, and pain relief specialist, Molly Jager. Hi, welcome, welcome to the podcast, everybody. I am today gonna talk to you about some fun, fun stuff. I'm gonna give you some love, some hard love, but some good love. And we're gonna talk about getting over a diagnosis. How the heck does that happen? when your brain is so dang convinced that A is A and B is B, (laughs) or however you think about it. I'm going to talk about some of that. And if you're in this mind-body space, if you've been in here for a while, you've certainly heard about this and you've, um, you know, heard about this topic and perhaps listened to other people talk about it. And it's one of those things that it, It's one of the biggest blocks that so many of us experience. And um, even if we get through or break through a certain portion of our symptoms, or in certain circumstances they don't bother us anymore, but in others they do, like other times of the month, (laughs) or things like this, um, we still experience how our brains categorize and believe what is possible and what isn't possible we experience that belief in our body and it can be very difficult to get in there and move those deep-seated beliefs and that's what i want to talk about today i want to talk about that from my perspective and hopefully share some fresh ideas with you so i hope that you are doing well today i'm doing good and you know i've actually had a couple of symptom flares for myself this week my pain pattern has been showing up for me which you know off and on and which has been great actually because I love to experience it now and feel the sensations in my body not as impending doom or a disruption but rather a sign or a message from my body asking me to connect in that's kind of saying hey hey, we need to, you know, nourish up a little bit or, you know, pay attention to ourselves a little bit and connect in. And there have been a couple of times this week, and I, I want to share this with you because this is possible for you. And, and I know many people have this experience. And um, I want to share with you that a number of times this week, I've had the symptom flares that I have been able to shift into positive Experiences. So, even though I experience the sensation or symptoms as a message from my body to connect in and, like, as almost like a loving, life supporting message, it doesn't mean that I enjoy <laughs> the sensations. For the most part, I still dislike them. It's still a tightness or a discomfort or some pain, and it's not enjoyable even though I experience them through this lens of a life-supporting part of myself, it's not like, oh, yay, this is great, right? Um, However, when I'm able to come and be present and be with those symptoms or sensations and move them, what I experience on the other side of that is awesome, is empowering, is like, hell yeah, I feel good, I feel, I feel genuinely powerful. I feel genuinely creative and excited. It's, it's great. And I do believe that that's possible for anyone with mind-body symptoms who is going through this uh, journey themselves. It is totally possible for you to create that for yourself and have that experience. And it's worth it. It's worth the process to get to that place because it will be there for you for the rest of your life. So it's worth doing this hard work of challenging the belief around your diagnosis or your symptoms and where they are coming from. It's really worth it. But what I'm going to share with you today is going to help you to understand why you might be resisting that and why exactly it is so challenging to do that. So a little bit of, you know, juice to get you going by sharing with you what's on the other side of it and then getting into, yeah, why it's so difficult and what it is that you have to start doing in order to make that happen for yourself. So I first wanna just acknowledge the fact that it's challenging in part because so many people who arrive at this point who have uh, this mind-body pain or mind-body symptoms have gone through a whole period of time with a number of different professionals, medical professionals, who are speaking to them, relating to them entirely through the lens of their symptoms and or diagnosis, right? This is the diagnosis. This is you know what you have. This is who you are. And everybody around is relating to that as if it were reality that is very 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 powerful for our brains because we are social beings because part of the way that we get our information about the world is through other people it's just how we work and it takes a massive amount of not amount but a a, a, some other source of strength from within to go against the grain. Think of how many people you know uh, go against the grain by choice. <laughs> right? Most of us, it's because something within our lives, it's like this mind-body situation or some other kind of uh, situation compels us, something about ourselves Uh, means that we can't go with the flow we have to do things differently for a certain reason it is not a simple thing to ask of yourself so just begin by giving yourself the awareness of how much I almost want to say like indoctrination you've had around your symptoms how long have you lived with the idea of your symptoms or your diagnosis how many people have spoken to you that you look to for information that are in positions of power who are experts in your mind that you have leaned on that you have hoped for looked for and utilized their you know their information their words and their recommendations how much time and energy have you spent really in that Reality, And this isn't to, you know, uh, put down any of those people. We're just talking about the experience of your brain and where your brain has been spending its time or what are the beliefs that your brain has been living in, surrounded by. So you might have a medical journey that you've been on with a number of different people. So just take a moment and take that in just let yourself really soak that up and how long you've been on this journey and kind of existing inside this this medical world where there's a you know a, an assumed problem just consider that for yourself and you might even want to write it out because you might, in writing, discover a lot of details and bring up a lot of things for yourself that your brain isn't recalling in the moment. That could be a really good exercise just to get some clarity on that. And the other piece of that, of course, is how long you've lived with the with thoughts about pain or thoughts about symptoms before perhaps you even had any or about uh, symptoms in other people. For example, I remember... As a young Feldenkrais practitioner, working with people who had diagnoses before I had been introduced to mind body, the mind-body world, and I myself felt very scared of people's diagnoses. I felt scared of their pain, I felt anxious about hurting them, and in my own body had anxiety about, "Oh, that must be awful," or "Oh, that's so." challenging or, oh gosh, that poor person, (laughs) which sounds horrible. But that's partly why as a young practitioner, I didn't practice much because I had so much fear. I was really held back by my fear of hurting people. So in the beginning, I didn't do a lot of one-to-one because I just found it so unnerving. But that came from a childhood of being generally afraid of pain, generally afraid of experiencing discomfort in my body. And so many of us have a lifetime, right, a lifetime of thoughts and beliefs and ideas about illness and pain and discomfort in our body that we have to overcome, that are bound up All within the idea of the diagnosis itself and all of that is just to say all of this can be overcome in a moment it doesn't mean that you have to spend another lifetime of energy and devotion to another set of beliefs it just means that I want you to get what I'm trying to offer you is really I want you to understand for yourself to be able to be gracious with yourself like oh if this is hard for me to move through there's a reason for that it's not because I'm being resistant or I don't get it or I'm behind or I'm lacking in some way it's just because yeah there's a foundation of belief there that's really strong it's been around for a while so we're talking about moving something that doesn't move you know as easily as we would like it to and that's okay that's okay all right above all above all the most important thing is your relationship to your own experience so even if you continue to have symptoms you continue to have pain you continue to have belief or feel like you'd like to get rid of a belief but you experience that it's difficult to, that you can't fully do it like none of that really matters what really matters is your relationship to it are you in a place of frustration and anger about that or are you can you get to a place where you're like yeah I am frustrated and also I can accept the fact that this is where I'm at yes i would like things to be different i accept that i don't like certain aspects of what where i'm at right now in my life and i can be with those things right it's so it's like that funny thing of where you accept what you don't want to accept (laughs) and accept the fact that you don't want to accept it right that's that's what's important that's really the key here not that you overcome your belief although that's what we're working toward but in the process of, of moving through a belief about a, your diagnosis or a certain diagnosis or symptoms, that you're also checking in with your level of acceptance and really revisiting that in your body. I accept, I accept this, I accept that, I accept, I accept, I accept. It's a visceral process. It can even help to say out loud, I do this often myself. I accept, I accept. I accept. And all you're accepting, of course, is your experience. That's all you're accepting. You're not accepting the way things are for all eternity. You're just accepting your experience, by the way. Just want to make that clear. (laughs) This isn't a podcast about acceptance, but of course, because that's so important, it often comes in. So what you're accepting is not the way things are. You're accepting what's showing up in your experience. Just wanna make that really clear. So back to why it's so hard. So the first piece is it's, it, one of the reasons it can be so hard is that you've got a lot of history, you've got a lot of evidence pointing in one direction. And so that's one reason. And as a antidote to that, let me share a little antidote in, I'll insert here and then we'll move into why the other practice that you have to do which can also be really challenging. So an antidote to having all that evidence is looking for other evidence. It's really so annoyingly simple. We want complexity, like we want some big fancy new instrument. We want some mathematical equation that we don't understand. The idea that you just have to look at other evidence often doesn't feel like enough for people. Because in part, we don't trust ourselves. We've lost trust in our own self. We've often, especially if we've been through a lot of, uh, you know, what I call the medical conveyor belt and really working with a lot of um, experts, who are doing their best for us, I think, hopefully, Um, but still accidentally we get put ourselves in this position of being disempowered. And as part of that, we stop trusting our own sense of ourselves. And often we don't go in, we, we, we acquire symptoms and we're already in a state of distrust and disconnection with ourselves. And that's part of why things are showing up for us. So it's a big thing to lean into your own experience and really look at, well, what have I experienced? And to trust that your experience is actually real. Like it's, it happened. It didn't not happen. (laughs) Um, So look to, well, when I start moving, does my pain go away? Yes, Okay, that is a telltale sign that there's nothing wrong with my physical body because if there were, uh, the pain would increase. That is one um, example. That's just one. There's a wonderful story for those of you who do have a diagnosis that relates to something physical in your body. In um, Norman Deutsch's book, I think it's called The Brain That... Oh, I can't remember. The Brain... Let me look it up. Hold on. The Brain's Way of Healing. He's got two. And I can't remember the names of each. The Brain's Way of Healing, there's a story about a pain, a a doctor who specializes in pain relief, and he broke his femur. And what he experienced was that with this very serious physical injury that was acute, he had an intense um, levels of pain shooting way up to 10 and beyond every time he moved. But whenever he kept completely still, this was while he was waiting for the paramedics to arrive, while he kept still, there was no pain. It was at a zero. But then if he moved even a fraction, a tiny bit, the pain would immediately shoot way up to 10. Now that's a beautiful example of how pain works for us because in that situation, any movement could have drastically exacerbated or put him in more, in more danger than he already was. So what he needed to do was to keep still and wait for help to arrive. That was the best thing that he could do in that moment. So when he was responding to what his body needed, the pain was at an, at nothing. Even though he had broken his femur in two. Even though he was in the midst of this acute injury. And when he moved, he felt the pain. So that's just a little example of how pain can work. So look into your own experience, whatever your situation is, and what evidence can you glean from your experience? And this might be something in the past and it might be something as you go through the next several weeks. What can, what, how is my pain mysterious? How does it not align in a way that I think it should or that people tell me it should, right? How do? How does it, evade my understanding and look in those gaps, look in the shadows where it's not clear and just see what kind of evidence you can find. And then as you look for that evidence, also do an internal read and sense, do I, do I trust this? Am I doubting my own experience? What is my level of confidence about using this as evidence? that supports the possibility that I could get beyond my diagnosis and not have these sensations anymore. And when you check in with that internal read of yourself, it'll really help you to identify, um, why, like if you are feeling doubtful about yourself, it's like, well, no wonder because I do I'm lacking trust in my own experience. And then that would help you, guide, guide you toward what you need to then work on, which is really connecting in with your ability to trust your own experience, right, as a human being. Rather than continuing to battle yourself and fight your own brain, right, instead of saying, I should believe this, I should fight for this belief, I should, you know, I shouldn't have doubt, just accept the fact that that doubt is present and then work with that right so you're you're going through that process of gathering evidence and checking in with when you look at the evidence how does it register in your body how do you feel about it and then that'll help you kind of determine how to then work with that information whether you feel confident like oh yeah totally i i can't believe i didn't notice that before that's really solid. That's really positive. Or that happened and I didn't have any pain through that period or through that process, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can really trust that. Right. So kind of just looking at your own reaction to what you find. Okay. So that is the antidote, looking for evidence, looking for evidence and I always say, you're the expert, you're the expert. You're an expert too. You're the only one in your body at all times (laughs) who can feel what's going on. You're the only one, right? So you have to be an expert in your situation. You have to show up as an expert. You are required. You're the first responder is what I've been saying lately. That's you, which is a good thing, right? Because you don't have to wait for anybody to have their schedule open to work with you. You can just get to work when you need it. You can just get to it. All right. So the second part of this episode is really key here. So listen in. Here we go. The reason that this can be so challenging for many of us is the fear factor and moving through our fear of the sensations that we experience in our body, which are called also symptoms, right? Moving through those sensations is like the final frontier for a lot of us. And what I mean by moving through those sensations is simply continuing to live your life and take action, do the activity, uh, get out of bed, go to bed, uh, make food, eat all kinds of food that you might be scared of eating and move through the fear. So not letting the fear stop you in your tracks and keep you tight and small and caged, but coming up to those moments where fear is alive and present and ringing in your ears and doing the thing anyway, right? That's is not easy my friend and yet and yet i just want to point out that there have been so many times that you have experienced your pain or your symptoms and you have moved through them anyway you are still here you're here you're listening to this podcast just think of how many times you have survived your symptoms how long how many days you have moved through and survived your pain you've done it one of the things that really lit up my brain was when i read break through your pain by shinzen young who is a buddhist monk and has a special kind of meditation practice for pain and one of the things he said in his book was Once I started working with people with pain, I realized there's all these Buddhist monks that are moving through pain or that have been throughout the world, but there are all these people, these unintentional Buddhist monks who have been living with and moving through their life with pain and they don't even realize the level of the the capacity that they have in themselves, right? So I just want to offer that one of the things that we're the most scared of are our symptoms and yet how long have we been living or have you been living with your symptoms? It's a very ironic twist (laughs) that they're scary and yet we've been living with them and surviving through them for a long time. So now we're just going to switch. We're going to switch. And instead of being scared of them, responding in fear to them, we're going to experience the fear and process the fear and move through the symptoms so that we can create and lay down more neural pathways that carry evidence of your safety so that you no longer have to question your safety, but that you know that you are safe in relation to these symptoms because you have considered that and you've moved through it and you've given yourself evidence, experiential evidence to draw from. So let me talk a little bit about what this looks like on a practical level on an everyday basis. A term that you could use for yourself that's really helpful for describing what this process looks like is graded exposure, graded exposure, which means that little by little, you are giving yourself kind of pieces of information, short moments of exposing yourself to what is scary. And doing the thing anyway. So for example, one thing might be walking for five minutes, even though it's painful. Uh, Doing a movement or an activity, even though it feels painful. For me, I didn't take pain medication for my migraines. And I sat with my migraines a couple of times. Uh, that's an, an example of what that might look like. No pain medication. And I also would, um, you know, stay up. I might stay up for a little while until I really like was going to vomit and then I just needed to go to bed <laughs> and be away from people so that they didn't see that. But things like this where I'm, you, you're challenging the belief, that something is wrong, you're challenging your own brain and saying, Hey brain, we don't actually have a threat right now to our safety. Really what you're processing is the fear. What you're giving yourself exposure to is the fear and responding differently to the fear because the pain signal is being ignited in fear right? There's a fear that there's a threat. There's a perceived threat and that is scary on the inside, right? In your system. So you are retraining your brain around what is scary. And the reason that this is so hard is that your brain's totally buying it. It, You've got a hundred percent belief that this symptom, that this sensation, or maybe not a hundred percent, but A high percentage of belief that this sensation is a threat. That this pain is a threat. In that moment, it's like, this is real. This is a threat. And what you want to shift instead to is, yes, this experience is real. Yes, this pain that I'm feeling right now is real. But is it a threat to my safety? That's what we want to challenge. We want to challenge that because that's where the the signal is coming from. And as you move through this exposure, this graded exposure uh, to fear, you are also actively anchoring into a sense of safety. So drawing on any tools, any techniques, that you have created for yourself, if you've developed a kind of sensation of safety in yourself, if you've developed an anchor of a sense of safety, you're drawing on that. You are mixing for your brain. Your brain's like, what the heck? And all of these synapses are, you know, firing in your brain and you're changing the pattern, literally changing your brain when you have pain and you get up and you go for a walk anyway, and you tell yourself, I'm safe now. I know that these symptoms are happening. I know that I don't like it. I know that it's scary and I'm still going to go for a walk or whatever it is that you're still going to do for however long, five minutes, 20 minutes, one minute, whatever you're able to manage. Remember, it's graded exposure. It's a little bit at a time. And then here's a key. When you are done, right? When you've done it and you get to the point where like for me with my migraines where it was like, okay, now I have to go. Now I have to lie down and just go into self-soothing or whatever it is that you offer yourself. When you you know, kind of move into that phase. Or, like I experienced in this week, multiple times where the pain went away. Multiple times where I was like, okay, let's move into this process and my pain did go away. That's something that you can eventually start to experience. But if that doesn't happen, and it most likely won't at the beginning, um, once you kind of decide, all right, I've done this for long enough, I've created something, I've reached a place... And now I need to shift gears, whether to self-soothing or taking medication, if that's what it is, or something else, that's fine. At that point, acknowledge what you have done. Don't go into, that sucked, I that was worthless, I feel so terrible right now, that was awful, that, why did I do that? Don't let yourself fall into that trap. Stay on top of your brain, even through shifting gears. Acknowledge what you have done. It's like, I just moved shit in my mind and body. I did that. I did something. Make a note of it. Congratulate yourself, or, you know, feel the power of that choice. However it is, however it feels genuine to you to acknowledge that. Acknowledge that shit because you just did something and it's powerful and it's real. And this is what is the practice. This is the practice that doctors teach who are in the mind-body world. This is it. You've done it. So give yourself acknowledgement for that. Don't poo-poo it. (laughs) No poo-pooing. (laughs) Okay, two other things that I need to leave you with before I end this episode. Are you ready? Number one, be aware beforehand that your brain will want to push back. Your brain is going to be like, oh, no, 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 no. This is all wrong. You're doing the wrong thing. This is seriously dangerous. And you might experience very, very likely that your symptoms will flare your symptoms might amp up. What I experience in my migraines or when I have pain before, and I would do this for myself, is that the pain would get really hot. Like everything would kind of dissipate and fall away and the pain would just get super, super bright and hot and strong. Like it would just condense and be so alive. (laughs) at the beginning, at the beginning. And that could last for a period of time, maybe up to five minutes, probably never really that long, although it could feel like an eternity. And then it would start to move. It would start to change in some subtle way. But that is something that you might experience. My migraines, like every other sensation would fall away and I would just get, be kind of consumed by the experience of the pain in my head. And that would kind of like yeah, envelop me for a period of time. But within, when I say a period of time, I mean a few minutes. And that might happen off and on. If I, you know, the longer I was able to sit with a migraine, that might come and go. But within that intensity, within that intensity, because I was doing it on purpose and with intention, I had anchored into myself myself a sense of power like that was so resonant that was there deep kind of underneath whatever it was I was experiencing in the moment whatever pain would be flaring in the moment it was like I'm choosing this on purpose and that was stronger I wouldn't say stronger it was just present it was present in the context of also having this painful sensation in my body and that is the mixing that is the neural reprogramming in process right instead of I hate this this sucks and totally retreating in helplessness it's like I hate this 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 sucks and I'm gonna show up I'm gonna stay with it I'm gonna stay present And I'm going to, not only that, I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to move through it, into it. That's powerful. And at the beginning, that might be that you do that for two minutes. I don't know. You test the waters for yourself. You experiment and you see how it goes. And also as you're doing that, you know, this is like a sensation scan, this is the same kind of idea as a sensation scan, but it's more like um, a, a more taking a more active role in, uh, like, no, I'm going to move my body. I'm going to take physical action. I'm going to do action that is counter to what my symptoms are telling me to do. I'm going to defy my own fear. I'm going to teach my fear, that it can calm down through this embodied experience. So it's important to know that you might experience a symptom flare and that that's okay. That's okay. And you continue to remind yourself that you're safe. If this process feels scary to you, I highly recommend that you work through it with a mind-body coach who can support you. I highly recommend it because the other thing that you might experience is that your brain is going to throw all kinds of counter arguments against this. Like, why are you doing this idiot thing? (laughs) Like, we are having symptoms. Do apply heat. Stop moving. Throw blankets over your head. Lie down. Whatever. Your brain is not going to... necessarily easily comply right it's unlikely that your brain is going to be like I'm on board baby let's do it more likely your brain is going to struggle so partly the way it's going to struggle is by making your symptoms hot or you know having a symptom flare and another way that it might struggle is by coming up with all the logic as to why this doesn't make any sense And you're going to want to argue. You're going to want to argue with it. Like, this seems ridiculous, but how can I? This is impossible. I can't literally do this. I literally cannot do this, right? That's going to be a great argument for your brain. (laughs) And here's the thing. Why is that argument so great? Why does it work so well? Because if you believe that you can't do something, why would you do it? that's like the ultimate argument this is not possible okay end of story why would you even try right so just notice what your brain offers you as i'm telling you or as you're thinking or even considering the action that you might take when you have pain what if what if instead of going in to bed you went out and did some gardening What if instead of taking a pill, you went out to lunch with a friend? What if? And these are the kinds of activities that I'm talking about. Like if your mind is exploding right now, that's a good thing. That's what you want. You want your mind to explode and rewire. You want to be in the space of, holy crap, this is bizarre. What are you talking about? Because we're disrupting beliefs. We are disrupting the status quo of what's familiar to you. And that's part of the process of being like, what the crap? This doesn't make any sense to me. That is a good thing. So you can start to see why it can be really helpful to work with someone who can help you process those kinds of thoughts. So that you don't have to be kind of stuck in the labyrinth of your own mind. Somebody can really support you and help you uh, find other logic, right? Find other ways of perceiving the situation that make equal sense. And that for many people is the way in. Like, yeah, that makes sense, but also, this makes sense, what if, what if, what if these two things could live together for a little while and then little by little perhaps your brain might start leaning in the other direction, especially through this embodied experiential evidence, building, evidence gathering process. So I hope that's starting to make sense for you and I, I know that you are starting to see why this can be so challenging. Right? Because this kind of last phase of challenging the fear and moving through the fear anyway is not, um, it's not the easiest thing to do. People can do it. You can do it on your own without a coach. Um, that's possible. It's not impossible. Um, but it also might be something that you really just want support for. Yeah. And that's a great that's a great option is to get support. The last thing I wanna say is that if you are in a, in a very high state of anxiety around this, if you haven't found in yourself yet a source of, or a sense of safety, if that hasn't really become available to you, this might not be the next thing for you. It might be the a few phases down the line if you haven't already established that kind of sense of safety you might need to do that first you might need to gather more information you might need to go through a process where you're able to kind of anchor in and create that foundation of safety in yourself and that might be through something like a sensation scan again that might be uh, with a mind body coach or a practitioner who can help you find that in yourself and this is it This is moving through a challenging or a limiting diagnosis. This is the challenge of moving through a limiting diagnosis. And I promise you, it's effing worth it. (laughs) The, what you get on the other side, like this, this podcast, right? It's called Transform Pain to Power. This is the gist of transforming pain to power. This is it. It's how you do it. And it's, there's no way to do it other than doing it. There's no way to make it happen other than, you know, walking through the steps. To get to the top of the mountain, you have to put one foot in front of the other. I'm not a mountain climber, but I like that metaphor. (laughs) I did climb a mountain once in excruciating pain. (laughs) It, it It was a long time ago and... Let me tell you, it was one of the 14 foot summits in Colorado. And I was walking with my, I think it was just my fiance at the time. Maybe we were married already. I think we were just engaged. Um, And we had done a six mile downward slope the day before. And I woke up with a lot of knee pain and really wanted to get the summit to the next day. Didn't think that I would, but. I just moved slowly I let him go on up ahead and I said I don't know if I'm gonna make it so you go on up ahead and the last stretch was springtime in the Colorado mountains we were above treeline and the last portion of the ascent was in this field of just like wildflower explosion it was the best time of the year to be there for the wildflowers and there were lots of people. It was a beautiful, gorgeous, sunny day. And i you could see the ascent, you could see the top from a very long way down because it was above treeline. And I just slowly, very slowly, at my own pace, walked to the top of the mountain. And I've never seen a better, more incredible view. I had no idea how amazing it was it would be to be at the top and see the mountain range, the top of the mountain range from 360 degrees it was incredible and totally worth pacing myself slowly through that process and it's kind of like that it's kind of like that it's kind of like you get to the mountaintop you see this view through this lens of having been through this experience and it's just incredible So even though it sounds difficult, even though it sounds challenging, there's a lot of value in it for you. And I hope that I hope that this podcast helps you to get whatever courage or motivation you need to and information to move slowly and gradually in that direction in your own pace in a way that is full of compassion and acceptance for who you are and where you're at in your life. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you soon. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me this week. So wonderful to have you here listening in. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please let me know. Leave a review, put some stars, click some stars, write out a few sentences, and share it with people that you know who may benefit or even on social media. Just pop it into a post and let's spread the wonderful word about what's possible. If you are looking for support, if you would like one-on-one help and you're looking for a mind-body coach, please reach out to me. I have a couple of spaces currently that are available and I'd love to chat with you about Transformational Pain Relief, my program, and how that works. You can book a consult with me. Uh, there's a link in the show notes of this episode. Or you can email me to ask me some questions at molly at movetonourish.com. That's move t-o nourish.com. You can also reach out to me over on Instagram at Move t-o, no movetonourish.com with not even a dot com. Just the move with the number two, then nourish. I'm there (laughs) come on over there's too many names too many variations out there the Facebook group which I think is called from pain to freedom you can find me there Um, and either way whatever you can do for sure is to go to the show notes of this episode and there will be a number of links for you to reach out to me and make uh, contact you can also do that through my website www.movetonourish.com so If you are looking for that kind of support, please don't hesitate to reach out, to connect, ask me anything that you wanna ask me and let's have a chat and see what we can do for you to break through the pain cycle once and for all. Yes.